0: What's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q on 1 edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q on 1s, what I like to do is interview people.
1: She has an innate passion for health and wellness and helping others to achieve their optimal health potential. At the age of 26, she was officially diagnosed with uterine fibroids. After several medical treatments, risky medications, surgery, and a blood transfusion, she was told by her physician that a hysterectomy was the only option of of enhancing her quality of life. However, in 2018, she set out on a mission to healing herself, mind, body, and soul. She took it upon herself to research and attain information necessary to assist women and generations to come in healing themselves naturally. After seeing a tremendous change in her overall mental, physical and reproductive health by completely changing her lifestyle, her desire to help other women feel the same is what motivates her. She believes that health starts first with the mind, second with the foods you consume, and third being physically active. A native of Clarksdale, Mississippi, She is the CEO of Planted Love, Feminine Health and Wellness. Please welcome Ms. Thomasine Haynes to the Talk to Q radio show. Thomasine, how's it going?
2: It's going well. Hi, Q. How are you doing?
1: I am doing well, and I appreciate you taking the time to do the show. And um, we'll get right to it, all right? Um, Okay. Great. So when you were diagnosed at the age of 26 with uterine fibroids, what made you ultimately decide to research and pursue more natural remedies than just follow a physician's orders?
2: Okay. Um, well, I guess, I guess we can start by um, the history behind um, how it all started um, with my menstrual um, reproductive health. You know, uh, once I started my menses up to the age of 26, I experienced, like, the worst menstrual cycle ever, you know, um, extreme cramping, uh, heavy bleeding. Uh-huh. Um, it lasts about 7 to 10 days. You, I, I had mood swings, fatigue, nausea, vomiting, joint pain, back pain. Like, it was very severe, you know, and this was my life every month, you know, every month, two or three days at a time. You know, even in high school, I would have to take off um, a day or two out of out of school every month um, because wow. my menstrual cycle was so heavy. Yes, and so um, I suffered through that. You know, throughout high school and college, and then, you know, after I had my my son, um, you know, I was told, well, after you have children, you know, um, it should get better and so forth. Um, but After I had my son, it seems like um, it got worse, and from there, you know, I was um, going through a period of, um, I guess you could consider that uh, postpartum, probably about six months after I had him, and Mm -hmm. um, the the doctor uh, also told me I had uh, PMDD, which is like a severe case of PMS. And, um, of course, I didn't understand what all that meant, you know, with my body. I just know I have bad cycles. And um, so, of course, I um, as I fast forward through all that, I, I went through several different methods of birth control um, to help manage, you know, my symptoms and regulate my cycles, per the mm-hmm. doctors, you know. So, but over the course of those years, those birth controls, they were having me sick, like, on the day-to-day, my life, it would like headaches, you know, I'm still nauseous. So it kind of had me more sick than the actual cycle. Um, those birth controls didn't work well with my body. Um, it was just I, I felt uh, weird most of the time, and it just didn't feel natural. Um, I didn't feel like as if I should not be uh, having a menses at all. Um, so uh-huh. as I fasted. Fast forward, um, in 2012, um, that's visually diagnosed with uterine fibroids, and that's when I was pregnant with my daughter. She's seven, she's seven now. Um, but when I found that out, that's where I was like, oh, okay, so that's what was was causing it. So I never known what it was, or until, um, I got pregnant. And so um, that was a high-risk pregnancy for me um, because as my uh, baby was growing in my womb, the fibroids was growing as well. So it was almost like I was carrying twins. Um, oh, per wow. Se. Uh, yeah, yeah, very, you know, painful. Um, and, and, but. Thank God I did, you know, she did come early at 37 weeks, but she was a very healthy baby. Um, So after I had her, I guess we could go towards, um, you know, what are the uterine fibroids? And what they pretty much are, they're like benign tumors that grows in your uterine lining or they grow on the muscle of, of, the, of the uterus or outside of the uterus. And what happens is they can be as small as a pea or as big as a watermelon for some women. Oh. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you may have some women that when they're suffering through it, they have a pudge or a belly. Um, it may appear that they are pregnant, but they're not you know, and that's how the fibroid uh, appears, you know, the out appearance of you. And so, um, they're very painful. You don't know when you may have, uh, it, it throws your, uh, cycle off. So you don't, you never know when you may have a flare up. So out of nowhere you may start bleeding. And so, um, uh, some women experience heavy, uh, headaches, um, heavy cramping, of course, the the bleeding and things, of what I discussed pretty much earlier. And so um, the doctors don't know where they originate from. However, um, they do say it's um, genetics. You know, that's one one thing they will say. Um, So, yeah, so with that, I ended up in 2013. I had my first surgery to remove you know, the fibroids that I did have, they ended up still in 2015. I still was having complications from the fibroids, and I had another surgery due to that with my cervix. And so after that, uh, let's fast forward again to 2017, um, I still was having all those issues, and they were back. And so at that moment, I was I uh, one of my physicians at the time, which I got another um, another opinion. Uh, he suggested that I I did the Lupron injection. because keep in mind I've already done the birth control and all that. Nine.
1: Right. Um, so and what's this that point, injection think, entail?
2: Okay. Okay. So that injection, what it's supposed to do is um, you're injected every month, and what it's supposed to do is help to regulate your cycle and to pretty much have the symptoms remain dormant. And they also, it also supposed to help shrink your fibroids before you have, like, a major surgery to remove them. Um, okay. Some women would get on them uh, a few months before they have a scheduled, uh, scheduled surgery to remove, and it helps the doctor to um, eliminate, you know, the scar tissue and things of that nature. Uh, However, the Lupron had me so sick. You know, I went into, I guess, a menopausal type state. So I was having hot flashes. (laughs) Um, I was uh, headaches every day, nausea. I mean, it it was whatever symptoms I had time, ten everything that they named on the this may have a effect of <laughs> I was on the
1: <laughs> Wow. You
2: name it, that's what I had, you know. And so I reached out to my doctor and I was like, you know, I don't know these, you know, these injections are, I think it's just too strong for me and, and I can't handle them. And so uh, I stopped taking them after three, after three uh, sessions of it. I stopped taking it. And so, um, he did tell me, you know, once I stop it'll kind of be in your system, you know, between nine to twelve months or so to that to that effect. Fast forward to two thousand eighteen, um, I have another physician at this time. I had a real bad episode to where my menstrual cycle came on. I was bleeding so heavy that I, I pretty much fainted, you know, and um my sister, my sister ended up having to take me, rush me to the hospital at that time because I was bleeding, I was hemorrhaging that that, that much. And so uh, they kept me there for observation and um, did a little, uh, I got fluids and uh, a mild um, blood transfusion. So at that time, um, the doctor was pretty much saying, "Hey, you've you've done birth control, you've done injections, you've done, you've had the surgeries. Um, at this point, you know, it's really nothing else we can do for you but give you a hysterectomy. Um, and pretty much that will re- resolve your quality of life. You know, I was like, you know, that that was pretty much my second time hearing that because I heard it before. Um, after right. I had the surgery." Um, but they was trying to give me all the options for his uh treatments before the last result of hysterectomy. And so with this uh with that last episode it was kinda like, hey, you know, it's kinda do or die type thing. I left there feeling so uh defeated to the point I was like, um, you know, what does was that what does that mean for me? and for me it it was a life changing decision and so i i i the next time that well once i left the the emergency uh room, you know I had to do the follow up with my doctor my o b g y n and you know they discussed all the options with me and things of that nature and and I told them that I would you know think about it uh, and they pretty much set up a a time where I can get it done and everything. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll get back with you, you know, to set a date. And so from there, I just to go back on, you know, the original question, I decided that I just pretty much went on a fast, you know, and I pretty much asked God, like, what is there, what is it more for me to do? Like, because at this point, I'm young. I'm, I think I was 30, maybe 30 or 31 at the time. So I felt like I was too young to get a hysterectomy. And yeah, um, I hadn't yeah. been married yet, you know, and things of that nature. So I'm like, no, I know it has to be a bit another way. I, it has to be. So in my heart, I felt as if it had to be another way. And I said, well, um, that's when I sought out to just start. I started, of course, with Google. <laughs> Google. Right, right. Um, what are some natural ways to heal? You know, fibroids, uterine fibroids, and
1: and that's where um, your journey started, huh?
2: And this and that's where it started. That's where it started. And um, I, I got connected with different. Um, from there, I started getting connected with different. Um, support groups and things like that and I started reading a lot about herbs and 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 natural remedies and things of that nature and that's just how that's how it all started okay
1: and mm-hmm. that's a lot and, and I and I appreciate you you sharing your story because I think it's important because there are some women out there who may be experiencing the same symptoms you know or something mm-hmm. similar and they have no idea what's going on they just think that, well, you know, that's just kind of my luck of the draw that I have a horrible cycle or something like that or, a, yeah. you know, an intense flow yeah. or whatever the situation may be. Yeah. So it's good yeah. for them to hear this, maybe yeah. can ask their doctor the right questions uh, yeah. to see what's going yeah. on. So exactly. now you, mentioned, yeah. you mm-hmm. mentioned your diet, and, you know, our diet mm-hmm. is a big part of what shapes our bodies. I, I mean, literally. How much mm-hmm. does a woman's diet play in a role? When it comes to preventing these reproductive diseases?
2: In my research and in my whole journey, you know, um, <clears throat> holistic journey, um, I had to re, I guess, relearn or reprogram my mind on what food is, what's the meaning of food, and how does it, you know, apply to our day-to-day life. And so um, with, with my diagnosis, and um, that was in 2018 when I still had the fibroids. When I changed my my diet to eliminate no red meats, uh, dairy, uh, soy products, um, caffeine, processed foods, and just strictly uh, mainly a plant based type lifestyle, um, I start slowly seeing you know, a change in, in, you know, my cramping, in my uh, menstrual flow, um, in my skin, my skin started clearing up because I, I, over the years of so many um, medicines, my face started breaking out a lot. So I had real bad acne all over, hormonal type of acne, that's what they call the hormonal acne. And so... Learning just learning how to apply those foods to help like balance balance your hormones, and it's pretty much eliminating those products out of your life. You right. will definitely see a change in your flow, your mood. I mean everything like your mood, your your, your the cramping. Um, I went from seven to 10 days of a cycle to I would say now I'm three to five days. So it depends on the month, but that's a drastic change for me. You know, just
1: it not, sure you know.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. That is a drastic change. So diet plays a major role in reproductive health and, Again, like you said, those are things that we don't talk about enough and we don't apply, especially in the South, you know, in Mississippi, Mississippi of course,
1: you don't apply <laughs> it. And so,
2: <laughs> and so you start seeing those problems all the time. But again, it's still, um, they're problems and it's so normalized that you don't know it's a problem.
1: Okay, and I can understand that. Mm-hmm. I can definitely get yeah. that. So, mm-hmm. all right, and you also mentioned natural remedies. And, you know, with all the information that we have out there today at our fingertips um, mm-hmm. with the Internet, I mean, why do you think that people are so skeptical of natural remedies now? Because, I mean, the ph- pharmaceutical companies are still doing their thing, and yeah. there are plenty of, there's plenty of information out there yeah it' some like people almost look at it like it's witchcraft or something, like they're afraid of catch yes
2: yeah um so my here's my take on that um for me, you know, I focus on like credible and trustworthy sources, like like if you have like a national accredited organization or um, different type of clinics um, because I'm I'm uh, an ambassador for the Fibroid Foundation. So with okay. being an ambassador, yeah, with being an ambassador with the Fibroid Foundation, um, we pretty much partner or we have affiliates through top, like the top colleges in the U.S you know in in physicians across the state, so we kind of partner with them from a clinical standpoint um when it comes to the national national natural remedies um versus um you know those extensive type of uh surgeries and medications and so for me I, as far as the credibility and the, I don't know why, and I think it's a mindset set as well. Like if you've been doing something for so long, um, thirty some odd years, and you've been eating the same way, then right. you and you never had an issue, then you don't see a, a any purpose of changing what you already what you're doing. And I think that if it does not personally affect you, then you would never change. Um, and that that shows or holds true for a lot of people, especially around you know the people that are around me you know um and again, we are in the south of uh, Mississippi, and I don't want to even just say around Mississippi, but I just think that if it does not personally affect you, then it's almost like, hey. I had a steak yesterday. It hadn't bothered me yet, so I ain't got cancer yet. So it's no, it's no reason for me to keep (laughs) rabbit food, you know. So, um, and I don't think people take their health as serious as they should. And so when it when it comes to natural remedies, it's kind of like, nah, I'll just and again the easy route. I just take take a Tylenol or whatever and I'll be done with it. My headache, headache will be done. Versus if you drink some natural tea, you know, lay down, drink cleaner water that day, you can get rid of your headache. It's just too easy for them to pop a pill or just eat junk
1: food or just
2: not healthy food every day.
1: Okay. I get that. I get that. We <laughs> we look for those quick, quick fixes that we don't yeah. think about the long-term effects on our body um, exactly. But exactly now you mentioned that you try to find uh reliable sources for uh, options for natural remedies uh, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you tell maybe someone who may be a novice and going online mm-hmm. what they should look for? I know you mentioned <laughs> something about uh, something that's accredited or um mm-hmm. how do you determine that who may be credible and who's not yeah, so um.
2: Like I mentioned with uh, the Fibroid Foundation, um, one thing you do, what what you do have to understand is, like, most people have to remember, they have to research what's best for them. So just say I have uterine fibroids, and then you may have another woman, she just have just a bad cycle, but no, without the uterine fibroids. Um, right. I wouldn't she wouldn't she probably would search um, ways to search for um, to get rid of cramping or things of, of that nature but in in the midst of that she may find information about um, a certain medication and things of that nature but it's not apl- applicable to her because she don't have fibroids you know so again right. those are the questions when you have different physicians and you have a physician that you trust um, you should take that information and uh, uh, give it you know ask your physician always consult your physician about any information that you're finding online and if you and if your physician cannot answer your questions then you have the wrong physician that's what I think you know because (laughs) your physician should have your best interest at heart, your physician, because you put your life um, in their hands. And if you're not being an advocate for your health, um, it's been plenty of times that I've had a physician that I would ask her about, you know, ask him or her about, hey, what do you think about um, uh, the herbal, like I'm going to just say this friends, ginger herbal tea you know, to get rid of my cramps or things of that nature. And if, if mm-hmm. a physician tells me, if she tells me, oh, well, I don't really, I don't really know about that, or you can just take, you know, naproxen for your cramps, then I'm like, no, she she's not the physician for me. Because even if you don't know, I, in my mind, I'm saying you need to find out for me. Because absolutely, I'm putting my life in your hand. And that's that's where we don't we allow the physicians to tell us what's wrong with us without asking the right question. Again, if you're out there on the website searching for, you know, information about natural remedies, also consult with your your physician about it. And if they can't give you answers, you with the wrong physician. Um, because from a clinical standpoint, you know, I clinically I can't tell you what you need to be doing, but, you know, it's just recommendations based on my personal, you know, my yes. personal journey. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All right. Well, so now you've gone through all of this in your life, and now you decide, you know what, I need to help and educate others, and mm-hmm. in comes Planted Love. Uh, what mm-hmm. is Planted Love?
2: Okay. Um Yes, Planted Love, that is my baby there. Uh, and I say it's my baby because I birthed it out of uh, desperation. You know, it came about in a time where I didn't really understand physically uh, or mentally what was going on, you know, with my body. And so um, I think during that time of me trying to learn my body, and um, doing my healing process, you know, that's where Planting Love was bursting in because during that time, of course, I've always, I wanted to, I felt hopeless or I felt as if I wanted to give up, you know, a lot of times. Um, It would be some months where I I would say, you know what, I'm just going to schedule that hysterectomy and be done with it, you know, and... And, you know, I, I can live live the life I want to live, you know. Um, and so I think, you know, God allowed me to go through that in, in order for me to actually be that vessel for the next uh, woman or women that's out there suffering the same way. And so that's how Planning Love was birthed uh, through um the time of my healing. And so what Plenty Love is, it's a feminine health and wellness company, and I focus on providing education, awareness, and um, advocacy for women that are suffering through, with uterine fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, and other different types of reproductive type uh, diseases. Um, it, you know, like I said, it holds Something very dear to my heart, based on my personal journey, and so for me, I want to be able to share and educate women on a more holistic approach um, that would deviate them from the, you know, the risky, risky medications, the life threatening surgery, and right. focus more so on, yeah, like a, a plant based lifestyle, meditation, um, a, a support group, and um nutrition and diet and things of that nature. Um and so that's that's the whole mission of um Planted Love. And so <clears throat> excuse me. Um uh, my main service that Planet Love uh, offers is Yoni Steams. Um Steam <clears throat> sessions, um I offer de- uh clay detox and womb wraps and um womb health consultations uh, the vaginal steams, aftercare packages. Um, I'll have herbal teas um, and natural feminine washes, and also will provide natural supplements and nutritional type recommendations as well.
1: Okay. Now you <coughs> mm-hmm. mentioned the, the Yoni Steam, and, and you're a practitioner. Let um, mm-hmm. everyone know what the what the Yoni Steam is. What is that 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 process? Oh.
2: Okay, all right. Um, so um, when I say yummy a lot of people is like, "Well, what's
1: that? What's that
2: yummy? So yummy is pretty much another term for vagina. And so um, um, the yanny steam process is pretty much, uh, it works like a cleansing and detoxification for the women's uh, reproductive organs. So what happens is they sit over a steam pot. Full of herbs, and um, it's a procedure. Well, it's not a procedure; it's just a, 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 a steaming process. And you'll sit over the herbs, and the herbs are infusing infusing into your Yanni And um, it's an ancient practice that's been around for centuries, and it kind of derived it derived from um, African and Asian type cultures. And so, being a Yanni steam Practitioner, um, I pretty much I am, or I specialize in applying that knowledge to help women understand the root cause of their room and their womb imbalances. And so, um, it had to do extensive uh, training on herbs, learn the derivatives of herbs, and what what herbs um, are meant for what herbs. Um organs um to create different types of blends um <clears throat> as well as aromatherapy and we just learn we pretty much uh as a yunnistein practitioner the ends, the anatomy and physiology of the womb um so that's uh what Yannistein is
1: okay, and you have to receive a certification to do something like this, right?
2: I will recommend any woman that's considering, you know, doing um, a young thing to make sure that she is um, having a young thing provided by a certified uh, young thing practitioner. And you do have to have certification um, to do that. Um, I received my certification um, from Love My Wound Academy. Um, which is a nationally accredited and board-certified wound education program. And um, it's located in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was founded by and directed by um, Ms. Tracy Bryant-Swint. Um, she's one of my mentors. Um, she's the one um, that started uh, years ago uh, with this academy, and um, she has practitioners all across the world, uh in um US and internationally, um, that's been accredited uh through her program. Um and my also my another mentor is Alicia White. Um she's from St. Louis and um I think she lives she's she has currently moved to Atlanta now, um, but she was my instructor and to this day, both uh, women, they are very vital in my continuing education um, on wound health, and they are my, uh, my mentors and pretty much any guidance I need outside of my certification because we, we do have to do continuing education, so it just don't stop there. Um, you can be
1: certified in
2: other areas when it comes to uh, the Yanni scene.
1: Okay, okay, and you mm-hmm. mentioned the process and everything, so what are some of the i guess normal benefits um from the Yanni stain?
2: okay, so the Yanni Stain offers so many benefits um um for any woman um even if you just want to do a general cleanse um after after your menstrual cycle, um, you should do that because it pretty much, what it does, it pulls the toxins out of, out of your body um, with the different herbs that we we use. Um, it relieves menstrual cramps. Um, it tightens your uh, vagina. It also helps with uh, women that healing from uh, AIDS and healing um, hemorrhoids. You have... Well, it will help uh, regulate your cycle. It also will help with, uh, again, again, relieving um, cysts and fibroid tumors. It will help strengthen your uterus as well, um, after women, especially for women after they had a baby. Um, if you had a baby, it would help to strengthen that uterus back together. It will also help women that experience a lot of vaginal um, discharges that will lead to um, yeast infections and things of that nature. So it helps pretty much clean the, that area out for you as well. And also, if a woman is having trouble, uh, infertility issues, it will help a woman to conceive um, because you're pretty much stabilizing or you're pretty much stimulating those blood cells that's circul- circulating in your wound area. So it provides a lot. That's just minimal. That's a summary of it. But overall, right, it provides right. a lot, yeah a lot of benefits uh, when it comes to your vaginal health and menstrual health.
1: Okay. All right. So <laughs> let me ask you, um, and just a couple more questions, and we'll we'll, we'll get you out of here. But um, mm-hmm. as far as when you decided to make the change as far as your process how you know with dieting natural remedies and things of that nature about Mm -hmm. how long do you recall did it take you to really start feeling a difference you know because you said how how you talked about how badly things were um yeah about how long did it take you to really start noticing a difference when you got serious about your diet and everything else
2: okay so um For me, and I'm glad you asked that question because I started, uh, let's see, I started this journey probably around March of 2018, and um, with that, I implemented the Yanni themes as well, Um, and this was before I got certified um, in it. I kind of... I was doing it, you know, bootleg at home, ordering my own herbs and putting it together. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is before I, you know, got certified. So when I started, I would say what what I um, official process was. I would steam. I would steam twice. Or, no, I was seen three times before my cycle came on, the week before my cycle came on, and I was seen two times after it went off. I did that process for at least three months. In that three-month time frame, um, I think that was the time when I looked back over it because I journeyed my my process. When I looked back over it, during the third, first three months, that was the period to where I was Uh, purging a lot and when I say purging I had a lot of different type of blood clots and things of that nature that was Mm -hmm. um, relieving themselves from my uterus and so when I look back on it that was during the process of my fibroids were being eliminated and I didn't think about it at the time but Mm -hmm. Because at first, I was like, oh, it, it felt as if I was bleeding more heavier, um, but cramping and stuff. So between the six- to nine-month period, I started really noticing a drastic change because, again, on top of the steams, you have to make sure you're applying the food, the the, the, the proper food. And, and so, um, and with those foods, when you have fibroids, you have to make sure you're applying um, vegetables that are, that have low uh, estrogen dominance. So that's another trick to it. You know, that's that's another uh, session for us, but um, (laughs) you have to really learn the type of foods that you have to eat. And so I would say about six to nine months I start really, really seeing a change in my bloatness, like my stomach, I wasn't as bloated as I used to be. Um, because I always mm-hmm. like bloated all the time, you know. It almost and I'm really, really fatigued. So and and you would think that I was at least three months pregnant all the time, you know. And so I started seeing that change. Um I started seeing a lot um and i was like okay and it was it was so scary for me because i'm like i never not cramped <laughs> so i didn't know how to feel not cramping when my cycle was on and so i was like why when i first the first month i did not cramp i was like wow like i couldn't believe like i could not believe it but I um it was so surreal for me, you know, and that's when I knew what I was doing was working. And when I went back in two thousand and a year later for my annual, um, I knew then and there that um she would not find any fibroids. And when um the doctor told me everything was good, you know, my um they they checked for my fibroids and she was like no everything is fine I don't see any fibroids here and this and that and I I already had knew that I was just wanting to hear that you know because I didn't have um a bad cramping and, and my menstrual flow had mm-hmm. started decreasing and everything so and oh my skin started changing like my skin from all the um, <clears throat> from the birth control and the injections and things like that, my skin started clearing up. Um, so and I started having more energy uh, as well. I wasn't as you know lethargic all the time and things. I like, like tired and just right. Um, because I, I felt tired all the time, so my energy levels increased and everything. So. I would say, for me to fully feel the the drastic change, it took me about a year to fully reap the benefits of okay. what I was doing, what I implemented. Yep.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, nothing happens overnight for sure, but that's still a very quick turnaround, and then to, to go from being recommended for for a hysterectomy to mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. getting rid of it naturally is is amazing. Uh, yeah. Because now that doesn't complicate yes. any future plans you may have or anything like that. So that is absolutely amazing. Exactly. Exactly. So.
2: Exactly. I I took up, I took upon myself to take control of my health, and I would not say that it was an easy journey because it wasn't at all. You know. It was several times I wanted to give up, you know, and I was like, no, you know, it's a purpose. I have to do it. Like, you have, I had to put it in my mind that this is something that I have to do because it's not, it wasn't about me. And it was about me being that vessel for other women.
1: Okay, okay. Well, like I said, um, I think it's great, and um, I appreciate you. Uh, sharing your 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 story and it, it started off like, man, all the stuff she's going through. But you, like mm-hmm. you said, took it upon yourself to turn things around. Now, how how can people connect with you? I know every now and then you do, um, you you do um, speaking sessions and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So how can mm-hmm. people follow you? Um, how can they reach out if they have a question or what if they want to get a Yanni Steen session with you? I mean, where can people go to get mm-hmm. more information and keep up with? You?
2: Okay, yeah, they can reach out to me through my social media platforms. Um, I have a Facebook page. It's Planet Love, and that's P-L-A-N-T-E-D, love. Um, That's on Facebook. Um, Also through my Instagram, that's at planet underscore love. And you can also reach me at email, um, and that's at planet.loveforever at gmail.com. And you can also reach reach out to me, call or text my business line, and that's at 662-263-9281. Again, that's 662-263-981. Um, I will officially um, be launching Planet Love Saturday, February 29th. Um, that will be my official uh, business launch. Um, I'll be doing that with my close friends and family. Um, and so my booking link for the Yunny Themes will go live on my social media platforms on Tuesday, March the 3rd. Um, so um, I will be going live with uh, Tummy Talk Tuesday on uh, Facebook. On Tuesday, March third, and on that day, my booking link will go live on my on my platforms to book your
1: yummy things. Okay, Tommy Talk Tuesdays, I like that. It's catchy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, Tommy Talk Tuesdays. Um, so, I what what I will be doing on March third, I will be doing um, a little brief um, overview of Planet love and I'll probably do some giveaways and maybe do some free um on things or things like that um, on tummy talk Tuesdays
1: all right sounds good and I'll be yeah. sure to include all of that contact information um, on the talk to website so people will be able to um, reach you there if they happen to, if they didn't happen to write it down um, so I'll make sure it's available for all my listeners. And yeah. CEO of Planted Love, Thomas St. Hey, I appreciate sharing the story and um, letting the people know that there are options out there. And that's going to do it for this
0: T2Q podcast. Go to talkq.com, and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out. I'm on Twitter at TalkTheQ and that's Talk, the number two Q. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of T2Q, and I'll see you next time.